Alright, you're listening to Women in D&D. We are the members of Dicey Tales, and we have decided to become... Dames Not Damsels. Dames Not Damsels. <laughs> Thanks for the backup on that one. <laughs> so the idea for this podcast kind of came from listening to our, our own... Um, our own sessions from the last couple of episodes and, and noticing that we were getting a little less airtime than some of the men and we wanted to discuss that a little bit. Um, even some of the fellas on our on our campaign noticed it as well. Yeah, we really just want to talk to you guys. Get to know you. <laughs> Alrighty, I'm going to start off by introducing who I am. I am Bree. I play Ia in the Dicey Tales campaign. Um, I have been playing D&D for about two years now, maybe a little bit more. Um, I chose to join this one because I'm actually married to the DM, but um, this was also a campaign that he had been talking about for a while now, and I definitely showed a lot of interest in it. Just the, the storyline itself is pretty, pretty cool. Um, I'm Laura, and I play Sloane on Dicey Tales. Um, I have not been playing for very long, but um, I think I would say I've I've been immersed in nerd culture for very long, and, and we wanted to talk about the lack of females both in nerd culture, but also being represented in, in nerd culture, and and just the differences in, the, in dynamics in the way that we play. Definitely. It's... Uh... It's been brought up several times, and we've also gotten some comments on Facebook and stuff like that about how women especially are really, really glad to see two women playing in this D&D campaign because it's not something that you see super often. There are a couple really cool D&D podcasts out there already that do have women in them, but um, it's nowhere near what you see men. Um, this is definitely a men-dominated um, nerd nerddom nerd <laughs> yeah. um D is very male dominated um sure. you definitely don't see a lot of women no, not at all and i've i've heard some people say you know, they heard the podcast and go oh cool there's a girl or the opposite <laughs> of oh there's a girl but in ours we, we're kind of excited to have more than one female player and to to feel that camaraderie in that aspect at least the marriage proposals are weird. <laughs> we've already gotten a few of those. We don't have a whole lot of followers, but we've definitely gotten the weird <laughs> marriage proposals just because we're women playing D&D. It's funny. Well, and your sultry voice. That that helps. And my sultry voice. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, Brie, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit of, like, what what your experiences have been. Like, what was your first campaign like? When did you get into it, and what did it feel like? So my first campaign, I played with my dear husband, the DM. <laughs> he um, he actually started a um, avatar campaign, and I had only ever watched uh, Avatar with Aang, so the very, very first Avatar. I didn't really know a whole lot about it, um, so we actually sat down and watched like all of the Avatar Aang series, and then we also watched Legends of Korra so that I could kind of get a good feel for it, and I chose to be a waterbender. Uh, my name was Kaya, I believe, and it was it was interesting. It was pretty cool. It was definitely um, 
an odd campaign for the simple fact that we had three people that were brand new to playing D&D playing. So everything was a, a learning game for us at that time. Um, we, of course, had uh, my husband and then one of his other friends that had played quite a few times, but there were three other of us that had never played. So it was definitely a learning experience. Not my favorite character I've ever played, but the first one. Um, what about you? Well, I have a question for you. Sure. How many females were on that campaign? Not a single one. Just you. Just me. <laughs> Lonely little me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and what, what was the personality of your character? Um, I generally tend to play a very sassy character. Awesome. <laughs> most ladies. of Yeah, most of my characters do end up being pretty sassy, and I'm pretty positive that uh, Kaya was pretty sassy. But with that being my first campaign, I really didn't know who I was in the role, so I didn't really get to dive into it as much as I do now. Um, it's a lot easier for me now to play a character and actually have a little bit of a backstory behind it and be able to pick up and play different characteristics. So first time around was definitely a learning experience. Didn't have as bold of a uh, personality, but definitely had some <laughs> sass. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Just knowing you. <laughs> How about you? What was your first character you played? So my first experience was also with your husband. He was our DM. He's a good DM. He is a good DM. <laughs> I will give you two guesses on how many women there were, but you'll only need one. You mean one? Yep. Woo! Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so I was the only female. Um, we played in this awesome little nerd bar. Um, RPG. 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 <laughs> and um, it was really my first experience with anything like RPG or like D&D. But I decided, I think I just wanted to flip expectation. So uh, as far as I know, it's pretty common for females to pick, you know, halflings or elves or just very meek characters. We want to play the pretty ones. We want to play the pretty ones. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm going to be a barbarian Goliath. And I played... Ooh, beastie. <laughs> yeah, I played a big old beastie. <laughs> he was a tank character, and he was depressed, and he was not into being a tank character. Oh. Um, so think sad goba. <laughs> yeah. Basically a real sad goba, but a little a little bit more intelligence. Um, but well, yeah, we're girls. We're, all, we're definitely more intelligent. <laughs> but I chose to play a male character. Um so this time around with Sloan, I was like, no, like, I think it's awesome that I decided to be, you know, something unexpected, but come on, we need more, more um, representation e even in our fantasy worlds. So I'm, I'm a strong lady character this go around. Woo, strong ladies. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely is a, a different experience. Um, how, how many D&D campaigns have you played? Just that one. Um, and then our current and one. And then, then our current one, yeah. Okay. Um, done some listening to podcasts, but um, now I'm playing, and I'm noticing that even though I'm playing, I'm still doing a lot of listening. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely takes a while to get, get into the flow of it. I've played about four different campaigns, not including little one-shots and stuff like that, and um, you've actually played one-shots with us before, so I mean, oh, you've, yeah. you've got a couple additional ones under there, but... Um, my favorite character that I ever played was a snake lady, and 
Her name was, yeah, her name was Nagini, and it was literally the coolest character I've ever played before. She was so fun and so dynamic, I guess, and just her personality in the whole entire campaign was just fun. So I, I, um, as I get further into D&D and the longer that I've played, I definitely know that the female voice is not the most heard but it's a necessary one it definitely does bring a lot to the table totally so why why do you think it is that it's not super heard why do you think we're we're the quieter of the bunch <laughs> well we do have some uh, very boisterous personalities um especially in our D podcast um uh, Peltier and Goba are very, very strong voices, and mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to be heard over them, um, especially when they're the most loved in our podcast. People really <laughs> like hearing them, and I definitely don't blame people. They're funny. They're, their personalities shine in, mm-hmm. in the podcast, and um, it's easy to get caught up in that even when you are the actor who's playing it so it's very easy to talk over the quieter voices and just a woman's voice is innately going to be quieter than a male's voice in my personal opinion um um, what's your thoughts on it and well i also i think that that drake his character is very knowledgeable and and also the player bill is very knowledgeable so people kind of become quiet because he's got an authority voice um, but I, I also think it's, and it's hard to say whether this is nature or nurture, but in general, um, we're listeners. We want to, we want to wait and hear what the other person has to say before we respond. We want to think things through before we act and, and boys are very action oriented boys, men, men are very <laughs> action oriented. Sorry, fellas. Um, and I think even, even with our, our group of men, um, uh, we've got a very woke bunch. They're feminists and they, you know, they care about us very much and um, care about females very much. But it's just kind of the way that we interact. It's very different. And so I think it's it's awesome. It's a dynamic duo. It's like a dynamic way to interact, having both females and males on the podcast. But I wonder what it would sound like having, having just, just ladies on the podcast, just ladies playing. Would that be just a lot of, like, pondering what we should do and waiting for our, our turns would we just be a very slow podcast they definitely they definitely do bring bring some life to the podcast yeah. that, that's for sure Get us um, moving. yeah and I mean I, I can definitely see that where women wait for the next turn to talk and mm-hmm. men don't they they like to be um out there they like to be heard and um the more heard that they are the better they feel and then they're heard and they get more excited and it's really easy to talk over the the quieter voices so mm-hmm. absolutely i think that that's that's something and that's kind of one of the main reasons we decided to do this uh because <laughs> we get lost we really do get lost behind all of them um all mm-hmm. of those big personalities and that's that's not just us i think it's a problem across Across the genre. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, a lot of it, a lot of times I wonder, like, sh- should I be more boisterous? Do I need to just step up? Do I need to be the action taker? And I love the idea of being just like, yeah, I'm like one of the dudes and I'm going to be all up in this. But I also kind of like, you know, how polite we are and how we take turns. So it's, it's, it's hard to say which direction to take that in. 
And I think that's a pretty common battle that females have, not not just with D&D, but in, in life, in the workplace, in, you know, in partnerships. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I, I have had that same battle with myself where, okay, do I just need to be louder? Do I need to interject a little bit more and put myself out there? But really, I think that if if I did that, I wouldn't be being true to who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of what I really like about the different D&D campaigns that I've played. And even just in general, that's just the person that I am. I'm, I'm much more standoff. I like to view what's happening mm-hmm. and then react versus yep. react in the moment. I just have never been that person. And not to say that there aren't girls out there that are like that, because there definitely are some women who <laughs> who love to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that especially in regards to us and our current podcast, our our campaign click, we uh, we definitely meld well. There's some room to grow, but um, mm-hmm. we we do bring the femininity into <laughs> into our gameplay. Too true. And I, I wonder, too, is it being true to our characters, necessarily, or is it being true to us as the player? Because would Sloane, who kind of melds between genders and, you know, twiddles her mustache when she's got, like, masculine <laughs> feelings going on, would she more likely step up and, and be the action taker? Would she kind of be like... Okay, okay, guys, you got a lot to say, but I've got more to say, you know? Is, so is that, do I need to work on my, my character building, or do I need to, you know, have a little more confidence as a player? Who knows? Who knows? But honestly, <laughs> I I feel like that's kind of the greatest part about creating a D&D character is you get to choose. You get to choose what that person is like. And mm-hmm. just like we were saying that there's some women who are boisterous and like to be heard, there's the same thing with men. There are some quiet men out there sure. <laughs> who definitely don't know how to speak up and be the loudest voice in the room. Mm-hmm. So um, honestly, I think that that just kind of adds to your character. And kind of same goes with Ia. She is a very in your face kind of a character she doesn't care what anybody thinks she's got that same attitude that i said that i really like to play in characters (laughs) she's got that feisty attitude and although a lot of the feistier women would be pretty in your face adding in my own personality to it i think kind of gives a different dynamic to my character they have layers. Yeah. <laughs> like an onion. Or, a, you know, an ogre or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, as a player, I, I feel like th- I have a lot, of, a lot going on under the scene where I'm like, I'm imagining all these things and seeing all these things happening. I'm like, wow, that was a really cool thing that I didn't say out loud so nobody else got to participate in. But my character's going through all sorts of stuff over here. Just like reading a book. We've <laughs> got to think it out, put, set the scene, figure out what ex- exactly is happening in the moment. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, um, what? I mean, how do you feel about kind of being a female in this, like, totally male-dominated world? I think it's fun. I have always been the girl who gets along with boys more than I'd get along with girls. And maybe that's because I'm pretty quiet. 
So having other people around me that talk (laughs) and laugh that I can just kind of put my two cents in here and there, it's definitely always made me feel a little more comfortable, whereas when you're in a large group of women, you're kind of expected to talk. You're expected to put yourself out there a little bit more um, than necessarily with guys, at least the groups of women that I've experienced. Um, I... I really like it because I feel like there's opportunity for women, whereas it's a lot of been there, done that with guys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They've you've seen a thousand men playing D and D. You've <laughs> heard a thousand men playing D and D, and with women, it's very different because they're they just have a lot of different views than mm-hmm. than guys do, especially in fun combat scenes and things like that. Women generally tend to lean more towards the thinking and then action whereas a lot of the men will play the heavy hit hard just barrel in there and destroy it type of characters yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so i think that um being a woman in the DD world we just have a lot more uh room to to really grow into what we are without a whole lot of scrutiny in the sense that oh well so and so does it this way mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's kind of my thoughts on it what's i like that a lot that's an interesting way to look at that what um, are your thoughts on it so i i actually i, I love being around ladies i'm like ladies <laughs> be ladies ladies all day awesome. yeah <laughs> girl gang um so i i kind of surround myself with women that i think are just killing it and they're doing badass things and I think that's why we get along powerhouses powerhouses (laughs) um but I typically work in a very male dominated culture I work in tech I work with web design and so I've always kind of been around just a bunch of dudes and I'm so I'm, I'm very used to the kind of waiting for them to finish and then going okay but what about this way and women we or you know I, I just feel like we think a little bit differently about some stuff that maybe they, they may miss. Um, I've I read a couple of books about the way that men and female, male and female di- brains are different. And um, men are very action oriented and see point A to point B. And so, you, you know, when you like talk to your significant other and you're like, I have this problem and they immediately want to fix that thing. But really, you're just like, I just wanted to, to talk to you and, and like tell you that I have a problem and get it off my chest. And then like that's that's done. But they're mm-hmm. like over there like let me fix this. Um, and there's a reason for that. We think differently. So mm-hmm. women, we think a little bit more big picture and connect the dots with everything. And I think that's why we have to step back and think about the way things are before we act. We're innately nurturers. We grow with things, whereas bit, men are yeah. innately the protectors. They need to immediately figure out what the problem <laughs> is, solve it, and then everything's Sunshine and lollipops. <laughs> right. And and I think that's a beautiful thing. I love that we have these differences. Um, and I think that, like, realizing that those differences exist can help us kind of bridge the gap um, in all sorts of walks of life, in the workplace, um, w- with your significant other, uh, in D&D, all, all over, in media even. Um, just knowing that these differences exist and that they're a good thing and um, we can start to communicate a little bit better. What are your thoughts on the um, more sexist comments that a lot of women do get, especially in nerd culture? I mean, women are viewed as 
very, I mean, not, not necessarily always either, but there are a lot of times where women uh, just being present, it immediately turns into a more sexual type of situation and sure. comments are definitely made. And what are, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I don't love that part. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't like being made a sex object? What? <laughs> I, yeah, I struggle with that a little bit in some, oh, gosh, and, and it's not just in nerd culture that that exists. I think that's everywhere. Absolutely. Um, particularly in male dominated spaces, but in nerd culture, and I might get a lot of flack for this. I almost give them a break because it's like, oh, you're so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to take this opportunity <laughs> to share with you that that's not how you interact with women and get a positive response. <laughs> you're really weird. It's cute and okay. It's it's not okay, but there is a learning opportunity. And it's um, it's it doesn't feel quite as as dangerous although it 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 should i guess there shouldn't be this this bias bias but Mm -hmm. um so i guess it depends on the comment and from whom but you know in these small campaigns or or you know where you're kind of intermingling with with um close groups you get to know the people you know who they are and and that that's not the intent and then it becomes a learning opportunity to share this is my experience as a female. You right. may not know that that comment could be hurtful or dangerous or whatever, but this is what it means in the broader sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of, I mean, it takes away your agency when somebody turns your personhood into your body. Um, and I've actually had some pretty good experiences talking to people and having them see that and having them go, oh, oh. I didn't see it from that point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A lot of, I feel like a lot of what it really, re- what it really stems from is a lot of men think that women enjoy that. That's a compliment to them. They're going <laughs> to, they're going to love the fact that we think that they're really attractive. And um, for us, it's at least in the, in this particular case with Dicey Tales, it's really easy for people to make comments because it's all behind a keyboard. <laughs> Nobody has to see their face. You don't have to worry about um, the awkwardness that, that comes after saying a comment like that. So mm-hmm. when, when we get comments online and through chats and things like that, it's less personal because you're not face-to-face, but it still has that same effect, the, okay, that's a little weird yeah. <laughs> um and honestly i'm not a guy so i don't really know how how that works with men and if they feel awkward or uncomfortable with it but i know that the comments are definitely not as forthcoming <laughs> <laughs> from women towards men um but ladies please start hitting on all the men behind those keyboards please we'll, we'll kind of get the other side of it we support this <laughs> Objectify them for once. Yes. They're all real cute. <laughs> you have our you have our word. <laughs> um but no, it's um we I feel like we do have an opportunity here to kind of bring a little bit of light just with what we're doing here. Um talking about women in in nerd culture, um, I feel like we definitely do have an opportunity to shine a little bit of a light on how mm-hmm. we're treated versus how men are treated. Mm-hmm. 
very true. I, I, I think too, there's almost like this, oh, she's a cool girl attitude because, oh, she's into that same stuff I like, so she's one of the cool ones. And like, yep. Yeah, obviously we're cool, but. <laughs> well, I mean, you see all the memes <laughs> online about best girlfriend ever or relationship goals and you see the girl and the guy sitting there playing on their laptops sitting in each other's lap <laughs> honestly i'm a nerd my husband is a nerd i can guarantee you i've never sat with him like that playing a video game <laughs> because how uncomfortable would that be like really let's think about this yeah. <laughs> well and there's just I, I don't know i think that there's even though it's like nerd culture and we're into this like kind of off you know, non-mainstream thing, there's still this expectation that, oh, she's gonna, like, she's gonna just sit here and watch me play video games, or, like, she's one of the cool girls, so she doesn't mind. Like, well, what was that comment that you had oh made gosh. to you? We, we've got to bring that in here, because that was good. <laughs> that was really, really a good, not good thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Robbie and I went to a local video game store and we were looking for a multiplayer video game and we were just just trying to find something cool something that we could play together and enjoy and apparently that's no longer a thing apparently we're all about online and disassociating from you know actual human contact playing together in the same room who does that split screen right so it was it was not available to say the least and we asked somebody for help and the the Little guy, little, little buddy, <laughs> little, little friend. Fella. Let's hope you're listening. <laughs> I hope you feel so good about what you said. He goes, oh, well, we don't really have games like that, but here's a pretty cool game you could play that she could watch. Let's let that sink in. Here's a game you could play that she can watch. Who has ever had fun just sitting there watching somebody else do something fun? I mean, really, let's let's stop and think about this. I mean, we we all watch football. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. That's because you don't know how to play football or your football is just not an option at that point in time and you're watching a professional team. You don't want to sit on the bleachers watching your friend play football when you know how to play <laughs> And you're bored. Like, nobody wants to do that. No one. It's yeah. it's just little little nuggets like that <laughs> that really, they just really suck. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that guy really thought about what he was saying to you. I don't think that no. he understood how awful that sounded but i mean <laughs> i can guarantee every person listening to this just went oh my god he said that yeah. just group eye roll <laughs> all at once let's do this <laughs> <laughs> but really that's it's just it, and that's one of thousands and thousands and thousands of stories where it doesn't sound in your head like it would be a, a a condescending thing to say but when you say it out loud especially <laughs> to a group of people that are already not necessarily a huge part of a certain world mm-hmm. or a certain fandom it, once it comes out it just sounds awful i mean <laughs> really awful like 
I just don't understand how he expected you to take that. (laughs) Yeah, he did not think that through. Needless to say, we did not purchase anything from that gentleman. (laughs) Um, But it's like, yeah, that one incident, not so bad. But when you group it with all of the other incidents, and it's like a tiny little thing in a group of other million other tiny little things, it feels much bigger. It feels like it's kind of stacked on it. It's like a house of cards situation. Yeah, it's very straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. type type of situation. It's it, it, We see a lot of it, mm-hmm. and men don't necessarily see a lot of it because they're not always with women. And even when they are, it's... Um, <clears throat> Since it's always been such a male-dominated world, it doesn't seem odd to them mm-hmm. to hear something like that because mm-hmm. it that's just the way it is. It's the way it's always been. I mean, girls don't don't necessarily play video games, but we are changing that, especially as time goes on and mm-hmm. technology really rises to the top. Women are showing more and more interest in nerd culture in general. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, every day you see a new, a new nerd <laughs> pop up. <laughs> if you clap three times, another nerd will come up. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think that you know we've always existed. It's just now we're coming out and and talking about it and um, things like the internet and and. Um, we're coming out of the closet. We're coming out of the nerd closet. <laughs> we can we can meet up with each other and talk about these things and dork out together. And it's, oh my gosh, it's so fun. It's so awesome. Yes. <laughs> and it's really nice when you find um, friends that support that. And, um, I mean, we recently had a con that came here to Reno. And it was so awesome to go and see not only men and women there that were cosplaying or going up to their favorite author or going and seeing um, the different booths that, that that were out there and stuff like that. But they also had their kids there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's another huge one. I follow this page on Facebook and it's this woman and her two daughters that go out and they do this cosplay stuff and their costumes are awesome. They look (laughs) so cool. And to me, that just blows my mind that now it's not just men. It's not just one group of people that do this. It's, it's everybody is welcome. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's definitely been much easier and much more warm. I guess, in acceptance towards different uh, age groups and people and genders Mm -hmm. coming in and playing. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is uh, indicative of the genre itself, or do you think that's indicative of all culture? Are we we getting better in general, or are are nerds quicker to accept that is that what is different? Um, that's... That's a tough one, because <laughs> it's really, I I mean, you could, I could talk about nerd culture, and I'm going to say, yes, it feels very warm and welcoming, but that's not necessarily always true. I mean, nope. you can go to a different, um, you can go to a different con in a different city, and it'll be a completely different feel. It's not necessarily always going to be super warm and welcoming. And a lot of the times 
when you see women at cons, they're being objectified and they're half naked in whatever <laughs> cosplay that they're playing and that's okay. But when you try to gender bend something and it, you're dressed as a man, it's a lot different. You get mm -hmm. a lot different looks. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say it's completely open. And if you look at other groups and other things that people are interested in, say, guns we can go to a gun show and i can guarantee you it's going to be a lot different of a feel for women being in a gun show than than men mm -hmm. yeah you so know, all the pink ones you, you know those are for girls yes yeah the pretty <laughs> ones look that one has sparkles you like that right <laughs> i realize it's the size of your pinky finger but <laughs> um but yeah it I, I do feel like we are entering an era where acceptance acceptance is much more forthcoming mm -hmm. we we see a lot more of it um do i feel like we're where we need to be no well no no <laughs> it's gonna take a hot minute yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see how how that goes um but i i do really appreciate especially our group that we've got here um at dicey tales we we've got a good Dy dynamic here and shout out dicey tells we love you boys Ooh. <laughs> um the men in our group they're they're really great at making us feel like we are are part of are part of this we're mm -hmm. not just accessories <laughs> <laughs> we're not your token girl wearing latex <laughs> although sometimes we wear latex <laughs> insert weird sexual comment here <laughs> okay oh, yeah. yeah we're gonna get a comment for that aren't we Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, and I mean, embracing your femininity is definitely not a bad thing when I was talking about like cosplaying women who go and they're objectified by dressing in skimpy clothing. That's not necessarily always true. There's definitely women who are very proud to flaunt what they've got and you yeah, know what? I mean, More power empowering. to you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's claiming back the body for a lot of women and I yeah. think that that's very cool and I totally understand feeling strong and beautiful in your skin um it's it's when you get the cat calls or you get you're made to feel like you're in danger just for what you're wearing and it's the reaction to it that's problematic not what you're wearing the guy that decides to awkwardly brush up against you when you're turned around oh yeah it it happens people it happens well, that, that happens even if wearing like a full sweatsuit <laughs> <laughs> literally Ooh, girl what yeah it's uh it it, it does um empower a lot of women and ma it makes them feel good about themselves and if that's what you want to do by all means go and do it but i really really hope that we are getting to the point where women don't feel like they have to do those sorts of things in order for them to be accepted in nerd, um, culture. nerd culture because i mean you see it in video games with the characters that are created a lot mm -hmm. of the women characters are half naked nine times out of ten um i mean look at league of legends god those women are literally wearing almost nothing all the time <laughs> and i'm sure i'm gonna get a few people that are like oh well what about this one skin on this one lady and you know what one out of ten <laughs> that's covered is really it's hard and it's hard to compete and keep up with mm -hmm. when you're trying to put a good word out for women <laughs> sure and can we also talk about the the exact uh, size and shape 
of each of the, the women on these things. Waists that look like they're about as large as a wrist and <laughs> boobs and butts that are the size of basketballs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's natural. You know, real bodies. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's a whole other thing, getting into sizeism that exists. Yeah. It's definitely... Um, it's definitely a problem. And I mean, I'm I'm a mother to a little girl and thinking about her having to grow up looking at that type of stuff and going, gosh, I wish I looked like that. Mm-hmm. Or that's what women really look like. That's what I need to look like when I grow up. It's, it's hard. It really hits home when you've got a little girl that needs to grow up in that world and you've got to be the the strongest voice in the in the room of people <laughs> that are shouting you need to look one way and right. you trying to be the one person going no you know what it doesn't matter you're beautiful the way you are and personality shines above all and I, but i think you know having such great parents she'll she'll hear that she'll know that and and hopefully it's only getting better with voices like ours just trying to get out there <laughs> into the world Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Tangent, tangent over on that one. <laughs> um, shoot. What else okay. can we say? Um, so what what do you think our action, action items are? Should we, do you think as players or as representatives in the nerd culture, do we need to speak up and be active and, and you know, stand, stand tall for ourselves? Or do you think that we need to kind of talk to the to the men out there and say, hey, I've got stuff to say too, but I'm waiting for for what you're doing to slow down and be part of the conversation. Do, do we wait for a pause in the conversation or do we create our own space? I think it's a, it should be a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like we should have to change the way that we are just to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's there's definitely a balancing act in that, but also we shouldn't, just lay down and expect them to eventually give us an opening. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that would make things really awkward. It wouldn't flow the way that it's supposed to. There would be these weird lulls where they're waiting for somebody to say something, even though not necessarily we always have something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like men toning it down a little bit um, and allowing for a little bit more speech opportunity Mm -hmm. would absolutely be a great thing. And I do think that there are situations and occasions when we do need to speak up and we do need to kind of wave a little flag. Hey, look, we're here too. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) We've, we've got some stuff to say. Um, so we'll, we definitely are going to have to see how it ends up, how it goes, but I think that it will definitely be a balancing act. Yeah. What are your, what's your opinion on it? I, I agree with you. I think, I think, first of all, educating the people in your lives to, to know what it's like, to know what this experience is like, is an awesome way to start. Um, I think giving yourself your own forum to speak. Um, hey, what's up, this podcast? Um, <laughs> dames and, and damsels. Yeah. Or no, dames not damsels. Dames not dams. Um, but, I, but I think, yeah, um, when you see a, a fellow fellow lady having... having to hold her tongue, to wait for her turn to speak, I think, step in and, and go, no, wait, I want to hear what, what she has to say. Um, particularly in the workplace, particularly in groups of men, I think going, oh, I, it looks like this person has something awesome to say, and I'm totally excited to hear it. 
And I think the more that we help help ladies out, they'll help us back. And then I also think putting out our own work, putting out our own voice, um, writing that content, playing those games, writing those podcasts, I think the more that we have stuff out there, the more representation we'll have and the more we'll be heard. Absolutely. It's a lot easier to accept something when it's right there in front of you Mm -hmm. and you're kind of forced to accept it. (laughs) I mean, there's not really a whole lot of stopping it. But um, I, as we kind of tone down the podcast or this episode, I do want to put out there that this isn't necessarily for us to bash men or for like a us to stand up on our soapboxes and talk about how much better than them we are. We really do appreciate the the men in our life and the ones that are accepting of women. This is just kind of something for us to get our, get our voices out there so that we're heard mm-hmm. um, and that we, we don't feel like we're just background voices. Yeah, and we welcome all of you to give us some comments as well. We want to hear about your experience. Um, what weird comment did the video game attendant say to you? <laughs> um, we'd love for you to, to write us a comment, leave us a note, um, and keep listening. Absolutely. The stories, especially, if you've got some stories, please leave them in the comments. Maybe we'll do an episode of all just really funny stories about <laughs> things that have happened to us in game stores or words that have been said to us that at the time weren't so funny, but now you can look back on and, and giggle. Um, that'd be a fun episode. So definitely leave those. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. We are looking forward to hearing from you and to speaking to you. This was Dames Not Damsels, and uh, thanks for listening.